Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joe's Weather World, your only weather podcast dedicated to Kansas City. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our year-end edition of Joe's Weather World, podcast dedicated to all things weather and climate, not only here in Kansas City, but around the country. And uh, this particular podcast, and since we're wrapping up 2019 and getting ready to start out a new year, and probably when you hear this, it'll be the new year. Happy New Year. Um, is going to be dedicated to what just happened uh, in Kansas City. And when I say just happened, I mean what just happened in 2019 and maybe a little tail end of 2018 to some extent. But really, the the, the craziness of our weather this year was uh, was something I thought very, very interesting. And to help me kind of put this whole thing together is our colleague meteorologist Michelle Bogwith. Michelle, how are you, Bogo? I'm good. It's good to be with you, buddy. It is good. This is our first one. I know. I'm I excited know. to this do is it. Good. All right. So, uh, the reason why I wanted to bring Michelle into this is for the last couple of years, she's been doing these, um, I guess, year-end wrap-up stories, yes, right? Yes, yeah. correct. And uh, talking about the year that was. And that's what we're going to start. We're going to eventually work around in this podcast to what uh, she feels uh, are the top four weather events. I'll see if I disagree, or maybe I would have one as two, or two as one, or three as four, whatever. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, but uh, there's a lot to talk about, because I think it would be fair to say that this year, in its most simplest ways, kind of kept us on our toes, right? From winter all the way through the end of this year, it has been, and I feel like we almost say this every single year, like, oh my gosh, this year was a, crazy, a crazy weather year. year. But if you look at this year as a whole compared to other years, I really do think that there was a lot of huge, huge weather events that happened this year. There were a lot of records broken. There were a lot of things happening that haven't happened here in a very, very, very long, long time. time. Right? So it was a very, very interesting year from the start with the winter snow, finally getting a winter with snow, which turned into springtime flooding, some of the worst flooding, in some cases, even surpassing 93's floods. Which is whenever, and during this past spring when we were talking about flooding, whenever we refer back to 93, and we did that a lot, mm -hmm. right? Uh, that's like, that is for lack of a better phrase, the gold standard of yes. flooding around this part of the country. And by golly, we were we were just, in some cases, just blown away what was going on back then. It really was very eye-opening to see the pictures and the images and, you know, having I-29 shut down for, Ev. for months yeah. from St. Joe north up into parts of Nebraska. And, you know, the, the flooding turned into some of the 
record rainfall totals uh, as far as water year goes. We shattered a record there. Um, the calendar year, we have moved up in the ranks and we're number four right now. Um, and we'll most likely, that's where we look to finish this calendar year, but a very wet year. Um, with the wet conditions we had, that led us into a severe weather season that I think everyone will remember here in Kansas City. I think so, too. I think um, so, too. It, but, finally getting a severe weather right. season. So we've been very, very fortunate, right, when it comes to severe weather. We had that uh, big outbreak back in uh, 2003, whenever it was, the mm -hmm. North Kansas City tornado. And we've had, and going into this year, when I was talking to various groups, I would show them some of the small little spin-ups that we've seen for the last couple of years within the Metro. It's not mm -hmm. as if the Metro's never seen a yes. tornado in the last few years. We've just been very fortunate that they've been those little tiny 15-second whatever. Not on the ground that, that long. I saw something there. Maybe Do a little gone. damage and move right. on. Right, and then just kind of move along. But uh, obviously this year that was a different story, especially on the west side of Kansas City. So the, the podcast is, is basically dedicated to all things Kansas City, but when we get around to the flooding aspect of this, you almost need to start at a different part of the country mm -hmm. because while the the rain and, and the snow and the, the constant freezing and thawing and all that other stuff that we had around here was a big issue, obviously, it kind of almost started with what was going on up north, the right? The Missouri River Basin is key to everything that happens here in Kansas City. And when you're already super saturated and, you know, just kind of peeking ahead to this upcoming spring, I mean, in November, the Missouri River Basin is what it was, what, 99 percent saturated. And that's never a good thing. I mean, we saw finally the Missouri River fall below flood stage. I think it was on December 10th. There's a lot of moisture still locked in going into winter with that already right. in place and then piling up snow you know, the, if you get above average snowfall off to the north in that Missouri River Basin, it's going to be bad news bears for us come this spring. And that's kind of what played out this people, past winter. I don't think people realize, and one of the things that at least I tried to show sometimes on the occasion, because I hate talking about flooding. Flooding just drives me insane because I, I just, I don't feel like I, I communicate it all that well. It's just one of those slow-moving days, weeks, and as yes. we saw, months event, and it's tough to communicate that day in and day out. And um, But what I think people don't realize is the extent, and you kind of alluded to it well, that what happens up in Montana, what happens up in a good part of North Dakota, South Dakota, other places, when something big is going on up there persistently, like what we saw, that water goes somewhere. It goes into all the little creeks and tributaries and rivers up there, the smaller things, and then it eventually drains into the Missouri. And then eventually, as we saw, it drains into the Mississippi. Mm -hmm. So now you're, you're talking Bloody about- Bloody on both sides of the state. Right. So <laughs> it really is an amazing thing. All right. So the flooding thing, will, and we're, we're going to circle back um, to that. But when you look at the year overall- uh, what are some of the things that kind of jump out at you? Jump out just, just as, he, as uh, you know, the one thing, obviously, being the one storm chasing, I will never forget the this Linwood spring. The Linwood tornado. The Linwood tornado going through Linwood, um, being literally the first person to drive through that after it hit, minutes after it hit. 
um, that is forever going to and be. You and I never podcast. We we probably should have. You guys did a separate podcast mm-hmm. on this about your experience. So let's circle back to that briefly. Was that your first? That was my first tornado. First tornado. Okay. Because typically I've been in studio helping out. And at my previous station prior to coming to Kansas City, I was the one, one of the leaders on air whenever we had severe weather season. So I never had that opportunity to go out. And this year I had many opportunities because we had some really long stretches of nonstop severe weather. Um, So that was the first tornado that I had ever seen in person. It was rain wrapped. Um, It was one of the highest highs in my life, but at the same time you're getting one of the lowest lows going through and seeing the aftermath of what's something that mother nature created that, you know, for a meteorologist living and growing up in the Midwest, I mean, seeing a tornado is the ultimate. Mm. I mean, that is something I've always wanted to see. And, and we should probably, let's briefly touch. So, so this is the whole thing about Joe's weather world. We go off in tangents. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there are some people who think that, uh, oh, you guys, you just want to see tornadoes and all that other stuff. And, and that's not necessarily truthful for everybody because we recognize the fact that, oh, my gosh, there's yes. a big honker tornado. Uh, but we also recognize the fact that that big honker tornado is may ruin lives, mm-hmm. ruin property. Uh, cause people stress for yes. weeks and months and years down the road. Um, so when you say, oh my gosh, that, that was, you know, it was amazing and stuff like that. It is amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. it really is. You can't do anything about it. No. Right. We can't control that. Um, but then the, the, the job really that, that you have that we all have to a certain extent is all right, here we go. We've got something on the ground. Now, where is it going? Yes. And, and what, how can we get people to react yes. to where it's going? And I think visually seeing that, I mean, there were a ton of storm chasers out that day. There were a ton of emergency managers out that day. Um, you obviously had every single person, every single meteorologist on air delivering the forecast at minute by minute, letting people know where this was headed. And as a collective whole, when you look at on-air talent, behind-the-scenes, emergency managers, National Weather Service. I mean, this was a true collective effort to come together, put ratings aside, and say, this is a serious event, and we need to give the public all the information we possibly can give them. And being a storm chaser on the ground, my job is to show you what's coming. So visually, especially when you go through severe weather droughts where we don't really have a whole lot of right. larger tornadoes, you know, Thank people right. people have the mindset, oh, a tornado warning, it's not a big deal. They're only small here. It's not anything that I need to be worried or concerned about. But when it is something to be concerned about, it is so important to visually give the viewer at home an idea of what's coming so that they can take it even more seriously. And I think that's what we saw with the Linwood tornado in particular, when you're visually seeing this thing coming on the scout cameras, on different cameras that meteorologists are putting up on air, different storm chasers have up. I think that really, really helps tell the story of, okay, I need to actually take action. This is very important. This is serious. This is life-threatening. 
And I think that's that's why we do what we do. Andy Bailey, my colleague, our colleague from the National Weather Service down Pleasant Hill, uh, sent out an email uh, not too long after that, after they were taking their surveys and, and calculating the damage and the EF rating and stuff like that. And he said, uh, to a T, every single person that they talked to, and he said, it's never happened before. And, you know, there's not a huge body of tornado big, significant tornadoes here in Kansas City to refer back to on this one. But he said in his experience, it's never happened before where every single person uh, was watching the news. They knew it was coming. Yes. And as a result, I mean, miraculously, uh, nobody lost their life, Mm -hmm. handful of injuries uh, for something that could have been much, much worse. And as I talk about to others, uh, Wyandotte County to a large extent, and definitely Platt County. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't realize how lucky they were. No kidding. That particular night. Uh, a tornado like that can live, can go on for just so long, and then it has to go through a cycling period, typically. And uh, they got right into that cycling period, mm-hmm. and it saved their bacon. Yes, because that was bacon. that was headed for a highly populated right. area. It, oh, Almost, yes, virtually the same thing as what happened mm-hmm. in 2003. I mean, it really is amazing when you put the two tracks on. Them. All yes. right, so that was the um, the Linwood tornado, and we'll circle back to that. Yeah. We'll give you an idea on uh, the rankings on that. What else kind of grabbed you? So we've talked about a little bit about the flooding. We've talked a little bit about uh, severe weather. There were other severe weather events mm-hmm. too, um, like that Friday before. What was it? Tuesday, the Linwood tornado. I- Tuesday it or was Wednesday? um so May twenty eighth May eighth is the Linwood, um Linwood Carney, and then May twenty second. Um, I'm looking at a calendar. May twenty second was the anniversary of the Joplin tornado, where they had the tornadoes in Golden City, Carl Junction. Um, those that was an EF three, um, and then Jeff City had an EF three tornado roll through. Um, that was that was another one that happened. You know, just prior to the big one here and we've got boots on the ground down in Southwest Missouri. I was in Jeff city. I know we had some of our reporters here at Fox four head over to Jefferson city to kind of relieve me so I could come back when we have more severe weather anticipated. Um, and that, that kind of kicked thing really kicked things off. Um, at least in the state of Missouri. I think the, I don't want to say the good thing about it and I'm by no means mean that literally, but I think, in a sense, the good thing about it, and it was on a Tuesday, that Linwood tornado, mm-hmm. that's what I was wondering about. And that Friday night beforehand, we actually had a couple of weak touchdowns yes. on the east side, yes. out by Lake Lottawana, which seems to be mm-hmm. a tornado magnet these days. Um, a couple of others in western Lafayette County, if memory serves. And that kind of greased the wheels, if you will. Yes. And between that, Jefferson City, uh, the, the activity that was just north of Joplin, so people were aware mm-hmm. of severe weather. They, there was a heightened Sense. awareness, yes. yes. And we had already seen some pretty destructive tornadoes before what happened in Linwood. So when it made things, I don't want to say easier, that's not the right word, but it made things, I think, more um, clear or more mm-hmm. apparent or, hey, Just open people's eyes a bit more so. Thank you. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Crystallized my thoughts. Um, (laughs) That people were very sensitive, I think. And Mm -hmm. and that's what we saw back in 03 when uh, we had that Northside Kansas City tornado and then there was Sedalia tornadoes. Um, 
that for about a 10-day period there, even back then, mm-hmm. 15, 20 years ago, people were they paying were, attention. They were paying attention, a little stressed, uh, but people were heightened. Mm-hmm. And, and that, works, that works for us as communicators mm-hmm. uh, because people will take what you say seriously. Seriously. And I, and I think that helped to, to some small extent uh, for the Linwood. All right. So enough about those tornadoes. I want to get back to uh, the water situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you mentioned a phrase that we should probably clarify for people who don't know. Uh, you mentioned the phrase water year. What mm-hmm. is the water year? Okay, so the water year runs October of the previous year through September of that following year. So it's different than a calendar year, right. which I know can be super confusing. Very confusing sometimes. And, you know, why they have it that way, I honestly don't know. I couldn't tell you. But they that's just the way that the water year works. And we went in to 2019 already very saturated because if you look back at October of 2018, we had almost 11 inches of rain. So the the the, the pump was getting primed. Yes. Pretty darn good, <laughs> even into yes, the fall. Yes, it was. Yeah. And, you know, we, we didn't see um, necessarily a ton of snowfall um, very, very early. The snow definitely hit us pretty hard um, January and February, no more so. I know we also had... The what Thanksgiving blizzard? Yeah, the Thanksgiving blizzard, <laughs> um, which I remember well. So mm-hmm. that would have been everybody remembers December of uh, November, rather mm-hmm. Thanksgiving weekend. That Sunday when we had that rain to snow mm-hmm. changeover. Yes, and that was that was mm-hmm. impressive on seven different levels. Yes, it was. Yeah, that, that was that was. <laughs> so there was amazing. you know just a ton of moisture, and then when we got into the early months of 2019, you know nothing like super impressive, but then May hit. And in May, we almost had 13 inches of rain. That was like, if I remember, and I've got, if you hear me shuffling papers, it's because I'm looking at uh, some of the climate records. All right, so the wettest May ever Mm -hmm. here in Kansas City with um, 12.82, I believe, officially up at KCI, which was 7.6 above average. Now, all these records are up at KCI, and this is what makes things kind of tricky sometimes because there are (laughs) other parts of the area that get a little less there in that particular situation, May and June. I remember uh, showing information down towards the Ottawa area, Mm -hmm. uh, down just a little bit southwest of Kansas City, where they were 15, 16, 17 inches of rain. A lot more. The campgrounds were all flooded around the lakes and or the the rivers and the lakes and stuff like that. Um, So, yeah, that was wet going into things. And April, actually, I'm just looking down at the records, not bad, only about a half an inch above average. But mm-hmm. boy, when May hit, um, yeah, 13, 12.82 inches, some areas in the metro with close to 15 inches of rain. And then we didn't necessarily get much of a break in June. No. Um, another. That was over seven and a half. Yeah, 7.6 inches, mm-hmm. two and a half, give or take. Uh, so when you put wet, when you put May and June together, it was the wettest two month. Period, period, I believe. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's an insane amount of water. <laughs> and, and this is the reason why that when we were showing the lake levels, and actually I think, you know, as I'm talking to you, and granted, sort of not really our viewing area, but when I think about the lake, down towards the lake of the Ozarks and Truman Lake and some of the lakes over on the Kansas side, and they weren't like a foot or two above average. I mean, they were 
20, 25 feet more mm-hmm. above their normal. I mean, it's just water. It's just, Which is a stark contrast from the previous year when you're looking at the end of 2017 when we had drought conditions. We had issues up. Um, north of oh, here, that's right. uh, in the story that I did in um, Cameron, as well as oh gosh, um, it's leaving leaving my mind right now. Lost Cam- no. Um, just to the east of Cameron, it'll Whatever. come to me. Okay, but they, you know, they were going to their reserve tanks and they had to cut back on water and oh, right. lower their usage by thirty percent. Um, it, you know, just to go from terrible, terrible drought conditions where cities are on edge trying to figure out what they're going to do to get water to Dude. the surplus that we had. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, wow. Just wow. <laughs> so then over the summer, I uh, have notes down here. I remember this. Um, so you have all this moisture in the soil and then you had the the summer heat starting to go to work and that's when we started to find um the dew points getting up to mm-hmm. 80. Soupy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Disgusting. It was, it was I, I always, every anytime I say on the air, I, I usually credit Michelle, you know, the air you can the wear. The air stuff. you can wear, yes. Uh, and it was, that was just nasty. I think the heat index in a few areas got up close to 115, 117 oh, degrees. Gosh, so gross. Something just crazy. Yeah, I've got all sorts of little notes down here. 110, 105 heat index. Mm. Ugh. Hamilton, that's the town. Hamilton, Hamilton. there you go. See, you you did remember. Um, And then we got towards the end of the summer, into the month of August. Um, August had some good rainfall, too. August (laughs) had some good, yeah, we were running close to eight inches, give or take, a little Mm -hmm. less. Uh, Well above average. We had uh, some severe weather. You know, in the big scheme of things, take take away the Linwood Day, Mm -hmm. take away the... The one a few days before that mm-hmm. uh, in the Friday night, the Friday night. Do you think we had a lot of severe weather? I think well, a lot of the days were busts. Yeah, there were a lot of days that were busts. Um, I think we got clouded up or temperatures didn't quite there spike enough. There, there seemed to be for a while something was always going wrong. Yes. And or then, going right, depending on your yes. perspective. Yes. And then if you look at well, May 22nd, when all of that happened down in southwest Missouri and then went into mid-Missouri, we were thinking, we were had that um, the PDS for tornadoes. And we didn't end up, I, I, we were out, Jerry and I were out chasing that day, but I don't think anything really touched down necessarily in That's our right. viewing area, just kind of skipped us. Um, so I, I felt like that happened a lot. But we just had some, you know, that a mile-wide tornado doesn't happen once in a blue moon here in Kansas City. So I just feel like that's something that just sticks out more so than anything. Not necessarily severe weather season as a whole. We we didn't have a ton. There were a lot of days where we had watches, um, but maybe not necessarily. I I seem to remember, it seemed like that the majority of our severe weather... Within Kansas City, and again, we're taking away that mm-hmm. that big tornado day. Um, seemed like we had power outages, wind, mm-hmm. more wind, wind. events mm-hmm. as opposed to large hail, mm-hmm. 
type events because nothing mm-hmm. from a large hail standpoint is jumping out no. in my cloud in memory. I mean, I think there was maybe one day we had close to baseball size yeah. hail, like one day. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, it was definitely more the winds yeah. um, than anything. We uh, we broke record highs again this year. We mm-hmm. broke some, from memory serves, uh, we broke some record lows and that happens uh, just about every year. But I think the year, one of the big memories of the year would be just all the moisture, whether it be mm-hmm. snow. And let's circle back to my favorite thing to talk about. And <laughs> uh, that was snow. And as you mentioned, came early, mm-hmm. often, but it shut off. This was one of the things that uh, I think you could forget very easily. But if I remember correctly, I think it shut off like in March. In March, March. It was 3rd. done after March. It was like the first few days of March. I think it was a, around the 3rd. Yeah, we had that. like three inches of snow on March 3rd. And that was essentially, that was the only snow really we had in March. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have anything in April. So nope. it came November, especially January and February of yeah. 20. December was really quiet. We only December had half of an inch. Yeah. That was it. That's right. So... So, so when people are like, oh, you guys, yeah, uh, you guys there's not a whole lot of snow right talking now. about. Just wait. Yes, well, it always catches up <laughs> somehow, some way. Um, so, I mean, we were lucky it shut off on March 3rd in a sense because we had – what? Did we, so we ended up with, what, 29 – 0.1 inches. For the winter season. So from yes. fall of 18 mm-hmm. through winter of 19. Mm-hmm. And that was, uh, in the big scheme of things, uh, when average is about, give or take, 19 inches – whatever. Um, that was actually one of our, you know, decent snow years. Bigger snow years. Yeah, exactly. bigger snow years. It wasn't 09 and 10 when we had like 35, close to 40 inches, mm-hmm. but for a snow it lover- It was sizable. <laughs> for a snow lover, I was pleased with the way the whole thing played out. People finally got to use their sleds their that they've been holding on to for the, the snow past three years. And all that other stuff that they bought back- in the early part of the decade for all the crazy <laughs> snow that we never got after that. Um, so that, and then you translate that with all the rain that we saw and, and that connected to all the flooding. So it's like one big thing, but it's broken down into little bits and pieces, mm-hmm. I guess, when you look at the flooding situation. What else? Anything else jump out at you? Um, you know, I know the, the flooding was huge this year. Um, and I think the one thing that jumps out is the Missouri River, yep. because on March 13th is when we saw it go above flood stage, and it stayed above flood stage for 278 days right. until so December 30. 10th, which is not all that long ago. You're talking something that essentially went for nine straight months. And I have no idea. That's got to. That's got to be that. Has ever even happened before. Got to be something. Never. It's had to. We'll just say. (laughs) Joe's World podcast (laughs) record keeping history. That has never happened uh, before because that that's just uh, ridiculous. And your heart kind of goes out to the farmers, the the communities. I mean. It it was devastating. The the visual and it ain't images, no picnic out there right now. No, either, because that land is a mess right now. No, it's a mess. You know that it's still saturated, right. um, and it just it puts me on edge looking ahead to the springtime for what could potentially be a repeat 
if right. if conditions fall into place. And we're already, I mean, granted, we're recording this in late December, early January, but we're already seeing um, heavy precip events up across mm-hmm. the northern plains. They just mm-hmm. got another big old dose of snow up there. Um, what'll be interesting, and I think one of the things that contributed um, a little bit more to this last year was the constant uh, freeze, slight thaw, thaw then <laughs> freeze, thaw. freeze. And so the moisture never had a chance to really travel within mm-hmm. the soil and percolate down a little bit. And someone, I'm sure, will do research on this somewhere down the road when they look back. Um, but that moisture was just sitting on top of the soil. Mm-hmm. And then we, and then when those freezes, the cold spring that we had or the cold late winter spring that we had, um, that ground did not thaw well, mm-hmm. and that water was just sitting up there. Well, you have to think of it like a sponge. Right. You take a sponge, you saturate it, you put it in the freezer, you take it out, it's frozen, put more water on top of it, it's put more snow on top of yeah. it. Where does it go? Nowhere. Right. Got nowhere to go. And um, tying this into one of my favorite things, the, the golf courses around here took millions of dollars mm-hmm. in hits for grass. You know, saying, how can grass cost millions of dollars? Well, a lot of their turf went, th- <coughs> excuse me, went through this frost thaw, frost thaw, freeze, frost thaw, <laughs> uh, and 17 other combinations, mm-hmm. and it just killed the grass. Yeah. Just killed the grass, and they had to replace the grass, and that's a very expensive Instead of summer heat, you just have right. too much. It's just crazy, crazy swings. All right, so uh, what else? Anything else jump out at you? Um. I'm trying to think just uh I've got a dark horse okay. for you. Okay. Um this one I think almost affected everybody. Okay. It happened uh uh for f- about s- 6 to 12 hours. Okay. Um every almost everybody had the same impression. In other words, they all okay. dealt with it. And I think one of the weird dark horse, not not top four, I'd almost put it in the top ten. Okay. Was the night the area smelled like poop. <laughs> okay. I I almost wrote this down to make a mental note to talk about this. And I'm like, hmm, do we really want to talk about poop? Oh, I'll poop? go there. Yeah. <laughs> um I'll I, never forget you went viral as a meme with all the poop emojis. Right. <laughs> I I just the and the weird thing is I it just started as an innocent direct message on Twitter, and they're like, does, why does it smell like that? I, why am I smelling poop out there? And I was like, because we get some weird messages yes, we uh, or emails or Facebook things, mm-hmm. and like, oh, for the love of God! <laughs> um, and I went out and I was like, well, maybe I don't. I guess maybe. And then I uh, put something, I forget if I put something out on Facebook, and then all of a sudden, you know, 500, 1,000 comments Boom. come in. Like, oh no, the place smells like poop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess this is a thing, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, that, so, in terms of, thankfully, the impacts to that were n- nothing aside from to your nose, but everybody went through it. Mm-hmm. Kind of weirdly, everybody went through it. Yep. <laughs> And thank goodness I, I was in bed like, that night and I didn't yeah, smell yeah, any of it. Anybody was in, yeah, a sleeper and they're, they're, they're looking at their cats funny and, you know, looking at the dog. Oh, what have you done? You know, mm-hmm. and it, it was... Checking the, the paws. Yeah, checking the paws. Did you track something yes. in here? Looking at the bottom of their shoes. Uh, 
So that was a weird. That was a weird night. So that's my dark horse. Okay. Um, nominee for top weather events. All okay. right. So. And oh, and then I forgot one. Which one? Um, October we had three measurable snows. Oh, there you go. And all record breakers, right? Yes, yes I believe all so. All daily record breakers mm-hmm. for the month of October. And that was the first time since the late 1800s that we've ever had three measurable snowfalls in the month of October. Right. And then we looked at what and the we looked at what winter, happened. Yeah, right. And, and it was, was like almost 30 something yeah, inches. Yeah, and I think one of the, and I forget the connection, was it October or whatever? Uh, it was our fifth snowiest October. And now, for October standards, we're talking 1.1 inches. So this yes, wasn't not much. Huge. Minus um, that October surprise. Yeah, actually, uh, uh, we were 1.1 above uh, for the uh, snowfall for the month. Um, it was 1.3 inches. But actually, it was a dry month with uh, an inch and a half short. But, yeah, that was uh, black ice issues. We had, mm-hmm. And it all broke. If you remember month, October, uh, the first couple of days were, like, really, really hot, like yes. close to 90. And, and heat index, and, and then once it dropped, that was that was the end of that. All right. Yep. So that's what we've got on the table, right? Anything okay. else? All right. So we need to put like a top four together on this. Okay. And let's start out with number four. Which one do you think is the fourth? I don't want to say most significant, but number four on the list. On the, on as far as weather events go, I would personally probably go ahead and put. The water year record. Water year um, record. I think that is a pretty big deal because that kind of adds to my top number one coming okay. in down the road. And so we had, uh, what was it, like 61? 64, 64 and a quarter inch okay. of rainfall from October of 18. Of 18 through September of 19. And that shattered the previous record. Um, from 1968 to 61, of 57.87 wow. inches. So by seven, almost so six, seven six inches. Six and a half six inches or so. Um, and we broke that record on September 8th, about 3.30 three in the morning. Okay. And we still had the rest of the month to go, and rain added and up it, quick. And it added up. All right, so that's number four. What are your record? Number three? I would probably have to go with the winter snowfall. Um, after having three seasons of the single-digit snows, where that has never happened in the history of record-keeping here in Kansas City, we had that 29.1 inches of snow total for the winter season. I mean, we had blizzard warnings. We had ice storm warnings. We were below average as far as temperatures were concerned through the month of March. And it, you know, I'm a snow lover, too. I enjoy the snow. Not necessarily everybody does. Right. But I was really excited to finally get some snow around here. I would agree with you on that. I, okay. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Okay. Um, number two. I would have to go with severe weather season, specifically the May 28th Linwood tornado here in Kansas City. Um, I think that that is huge. I mean, we haven't had a long, a long track, large tornado on the ground 2003 was the last time, as you had mentioned, kind of taking a very similar track. Um, so thankful that everyone was okay. No one right. died. No one perished in this. Um, and I, I think that the severe weather season as a whole, we had you know several instances, as we talked about, southwest Missouri um, on the anniversary, the 8th anniversary of the Joplin tornado, Jeff City getting hit, the Capitol. Um, that, that was a national story. That was huge as well. And that was one of the events, um, the severe weather around that time that caused, I think it was one of the billion dollar weather events 
Um, so that that would take number two on my list. That I was think. a nighttime. That was a nighttime tornado, right? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Yes. Okay. And the one down by Joplin was at night. Yes. Too, right. Okay. Yep. Uh, number one, then. I and I should. Here's my uh, uh, drum roll. <laughs> number okay. one on number the list. Number one is the flooding. The flooding. I think that I agree. It, it just impacted so yeah. many people for such a lengthy period of time. Um, it, you know, the the fact that 29 was closed for months. Um, we eclipsed records along the Missouri River at Waverly. It crested two times above 93, um, once in early, late March, and then again on June 1st. Um, that takes the number one and number two spots. You look at Brownville and Rulo, they had number one first place as far as flooding was concerned in those locations, St. Joe. Um, hit number one um, on its historic crest records. Um, Waverly, Napoleon, Parkville. I mean, it, it, the Missouri River flooding was was bad. And that extended, I mean, that was a national story too, another right. billion dollar <sighs> disaster that was ongoing in Nebraska and off to the north. And then you looked at the Mississippi on the east side of the state over in St. Louis where they were dealing with crazy flooding crazy there. Crazy flooding. And for the farmers... Um you know, they kind of, uh, and not to delve into politics at all, but they were getting kind of a double whammy between mm-hmm. what was going on with the tariffs and stuff like that. They couldn't sell their crop, then the crop that they couldn't plant mm-hmm. for the longest of times. and They uh, just haven't caught a break they just between droughts and then flooding. Right. And, you know, there's there's been no middle ground for them to harvest, yeah. to and, plant. And, I, and, and that's the thing about weather. I don't know if there's ever a quote-unquote middle ground. It always seems like there's something mm-hmm. amiss somewhere, and that's just the life of a farmer, and I mm-hmm. think they recognize that. Uh, what I think they would say is crazy is um, the persistent nature. It seems like we go through flood warnings on the Missouri River. They're almost to the point of a dime a dozen during the spring, mm-hmm. most cases. In a drought, obviously not. Um but I got a little tell that came out this past weekend. I noticed, and we had uh, you know, three quarters to two inches, I guess, this past weekend. And they were already issuing flood warnings. Mm-hmm. I saw that up in northwest Missouri. Yeah. And, and that just makes me cringe. Yeah. Like, oh, too soon. Too yeah. soon. We if, just saw it go down. If that's, if that's uh, how close we are to uh, going over the the guidance and going over the levels that, you know, the criteria, that's going to be another Mm -hmm. probably long spring coming for those farmers. All right. So I think after, I thought I was going to disagree with one or two of those, but I think that's about right. I I agree with that. Number four, the water year, October through September, 64 inches. Mm -hmm. Number three, the 29 inches. And in some cases, some of you had more. Of the Mm -hmm. winter snow. The severe weather season is number two, including (coughs) the Linwood tornado, which probably any other year would be number one. Yes, I agree 100%. But because of all the flooding and the the number of people. uh, And the length of time. And the length and the geographic coverage of the flooding and all that other stuff. That's why Michelle felt, and I, I agree with her, that flooding should be number one. There you have it. 
top four weather events and a whole bunch of other things, including poop, uh, <laughs> in Joe's Weather World. Uh, that's it with this particular podcast. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. You're wonderful. And um, we'll do another weather uh, podcast coming up here down the road. I've got a guest uh, coming in. And uh, let's see, I think the next one might be with Alex. And then the one after that, we're going to get into... Um, Paleoclimatology. Oh. It's got nothing to do with diets. Everybody's like, paleo? Who? Diet? No, nothing to do with diets. Uh, as we're going to circle back to our changing climate here in the middle part of the country and around the world. So that's all coming up on Joe's Weather World. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks again to Michelle. Have yourself a wonderful rest of the day. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.